everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of T Watches a Scary Movie. I'm T and of course we are talking scary movies. I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode. Remember, new episodes go up every Wednesday night. You got the video version at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, which is available on the YouTube page. That's youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. And then of course, the audio only version goes up at least half an hour in advance, sometimes earlier on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Just got to search T Watches a Scary Movie or Twasm. Make sure to hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Hit it on those podcasting platforms. Help me out. But the best way to stay up to date with not only video episodes, audio versions, TikToks, letterbox reviews, and much more is you gotta go to my link tree, which is linktr.ee slash T scary movie. If you hit subscribe to my link tree, that'll keep you up to date when I'm updating all of these various platforms with all the great horror movie stuff that I'm doing. And I've been trying to do a lot more with TikTok every time I've gotten a chance to do a pre-screening so you can catch my early thoughts on a lot of big movies that are coming out if you get subscribed to my TikTok. So make sure you go there, get subscribed, stay up to date with everything that I'm talking and doing here. So what do we have for y'all tonight? Well, in movie reviews, I got a chance to catch an early screening of The Nun 2. So I'm here to share all the great details about the next movie in the Conjuring universe. But before we get there, last week, we started off the Halloween season and I gave you some great streaming suggestions across the various platforms that we have out there. Well, I'm back here with week two of those suggestions for you to keep you busy, whether it's a marathon of your own or if you're gonna be dropping something every night, you need to put something spooky on for yourself. I'm gonna give you some great suggestions to pull up as well. That goes hand in hand what we're doing because folks, y'all know the way that I do. The moment September 1st hits, we are doing horror movies endlessly and that's exactly where we are now by the end of tonight because it is wednesday september 6th by the end of the night i will personally be up to 16 horror films myself so if you're already above that let me know in the comments let me know what you're watching i'm curious what everybody out there is doing so far i've watched the entire conjuring universe uh films over again and then we watched a few other monster movies today as well don't be afraid of the dark lights out little monsters my soul to take among some others we got coming up for y'all so let me know what you're watching there in the comment section but now it's time to give y'all some streaming suggestions to go and check out for yourself. Now, if you got Netflix, go and check out Vivarium, starring Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots, who you might know from such films as Batman v Superman or 28 Weeks Later, tells the story about a couple who are looking for their dream house and end up in a neighborhood where they find out they can never, ever leave. It is trippy, it is mind-bending, and there's some good jump scares in there as well, too. You can check that one out on Netflix right now. If you head over to Hulu, Hulu, I want you guys to go and check out Werewolves Within. This movie is based on the popular PlayStation 4 video game. Uh, it was the party game, kind of like Mafia, to where you have one person who's a werewolf and everybody else is trying to figure out who it is. This was adapted by uh, director Josh Rubin, who is such a great director. This guy is so good. Um, if you haven't seen Scare Me, go check that out. That's coming up on one of my recommendations for y'all soon as well, too. Um, but it stars Sam Richardson and Melania Von Trub. We're trying to figure out why people are dying off in their town when all signs are pointing to something supernatural being the cause of the issue. 
Over on Prime, you gotta go and check out Red Eye, starring Killian Murphy and Rachel McAdams. Folks, if you haven't seen it, this is one of Wes Craven's best here. It tells the story of a young woman who manages a hotel who finds out that she's being threatened by a serial killer that's gonna kill her dad if she doesn't end up helping him complete a killing of his own. Terrific film. Uh, it's PG-13 horror, which is very interesting for Wes Craven, but the cast is fantastic. The plot is very simple, and Murphy and McAdams have fantastic chemistry with each other. Not gonna be able to take your eyes off the screen, and obviously for those of y'all who saw Oppenheimer, you might be in the mood for a little bit more Killian Murphy right now. That's what you gotta go and check out over there on Prime. Next up, on Max, gotta go and see Eight-Legged Freaks. This is one of my Halloween staples starring David Arquette and Kari Wurr. It's about a group of radioactive enhanced spiders that are taking over a town and it's up to the local sheriff and her on off again are they aren't they boyfriend played by David Arquette to save the town by being devoured by the evil spiders. Now, I hate spiders. I am not a spider guy at all. And most serious spider movies tend to freak me the hell out. Eight-Legged Freaks absolutely freaks me out, but it's so much fun as well too. Uh, definitely one to watch if you're squeamish like I am with spiders, but want something that you can still enjoy for yourself. Over on Shudder, another big favorite of mine, one of my all-time favorite horror movies, Creep Show. Two. I am a creep show two guy. I know everybody loves the first creep show, but there's something about the assortment of stories in number two, just the three stories, old cheap wooden head, uh, the raft, which is my absolute favorite anthology segment of all time on film, on TV. I happen to believe that segment it has given me nightmares numerous times across the course of my life. Um, and granted, Creepshow 2 still has the trademark kind of humor that the first movie did as well too. But with the new season of Creepshow coming in just a few weeks, folks, I honestly believe that Creepshow 2 is a little bit more in line with what we've gotten across the seasons of this show so far. If you haven't seen it, you have to check it out. And if you do, let me know what you think of The Raft because, again, it's my favorite of all time anthology segment. I need to know what y'all think about that. Finally, finishing things off here over on Screenbox is The Stepfather. We're not talking about the remake, which I am a fan of both of these films here, but we are talking about the original film starring Lost. Terry O'Quinn tells a story about a man who has found the love of his life and is fitting in with his family, but we find out that not all is what it seems as it turns out that this man is a serial killer. Now, I picked out a group of films here that kind of up the scale just a little bit from week one. And that's what I'm gonna continue to do is keep giving y'all more and more. It's gonna get worse and worse in terms of blood and gore and scares and all that as we keep going on here. But those are your streaming suggestions for this week. Go check them out and let me know what you think of them, folks. We're gonna take a short break where you can find out how you could save some money on Fangoria subscriptions and much more in the Fangoria shop. And when I'm back, I'll be talking the nun too. Don't go anywhere. Hey everybody, looking for a great way to stay up to date on horror news as well as read the best of articles on anything scary out in the world right now? Then you need to head over to the Fangoria shop and get yourself a subscription. If you go to shop.fangoria.com slash AXDW, you can use my own personalized 20% discount to save 20% off on Fangoria Magazine subscriptions, as well as 
20% off any other items in their fantastic shop. This is a great deal. If you've ever been wanting to get yourself a subscription, now is the time to do so. Head to shop.fangoria.com slash A-X-D-E-W. Welcome back to T Watches a Scary Movie, everybody. And as I mentioned here before the break, tonight we are going to be talking the latest film in the Conjuring universe, The Nun 2. Now, whether it's focused on the Warrens or one of the demon menaces that they have faced over the years, you'd be hard-pressed to find too many people that haven't seen at least one Conjuring Universe film in the last 10 years. That's right. That's crazy to think that it's been 10 years as of July this year here in 2023, and we've hit the 10-year anniversary of the Conjuring Universe. Now, this franchise has taken the supposedly true stories of famed paranormal, paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren and created a $2 billion franchise across eight movies. Nine if you count The Nun 2, but that hasn't made any money yet because it's not out yet, so you get my drift there, obviously. You might think that series stars Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are the faces of the franchise, but it's become quite apparent over the years that fans of the series are more focused on the various scourges that they face, which after The Conjuring 2 has seemingly shifted away from demon doll Annabelle in favor of demonic nun Valak, played by Bonnie Ahrens, who Warner Brothers pay her her money. That is the face of your franchise, and regardless how much screen time that she has, that woman needs to be compensated for her work. This is why we're striking right now, amongst other reasons. Hey, we, I know I'm not in the guild, but this is why writers and actors are striking right now. Pay her, Warner Brothers. Pay the actors. Make those deals. I know I'm on a bit of a tangent, but folks, we got to pay the Writers Guild. We got to pay the Screen Actors Guild. This is ridiculous at this point that they're willing to lose hundreds of millions of dollars instead of just paying these people in the first place. But I digress. Um... Five years on from the first Nun film, it's very clear that Bonnie Aarons and Valak are the face of the Conjuring universe right now. And after the first film, which was back in 2018, Demonic Nun Valak is back to wreak havoc upon the world again in The Nun 2. Now, Thaisa Farmiga, uh, who obviously was in our first film, returns as Sister Irene, who finds herself called upon by the church to again battle Valak after, after the demon carries out a number of murders across the Romanian and French countryside in search of something. Now, Father Burke has passed away uh, since the events of the first film, leaving Sister Irene as the only member of the church to have faced the demon and survived. But unbeknownst to Sister Irene, Frenchie, played by Jonas Bluquet, uh, is the only other person besides Sister Irene, even though he's not a member of the church, but he's the only other person to have survived an encounter with Valak. But unfortunately for him, he has found himself possessed since the events of the first film. You might remember, at the end of that first movie, while going back to save Sister Irene, Frenchie does get possessed, and it's kind of just brushed off. We don't really get to touch upon that, which obviously leads us to the sequel that we're here right now. But Frenchie has found work as a groundskeeper at a boarding school in France, and you can be sure if Frenchie is there, that means Valak is there as well, too. Now, the nun story was unfortunately a bit of an overcomplicated mess. Uh, Valak didn't really have clear motivations for why it was doing what it was, and therefore it just seems like it was evil for evil's sake. 
And there's no problem with villains doing evil for evil's sake. I mean, that happens quite a lot in quite a number of films, but that doesn't really jive with what we've got in, in pretty much all the other films in the Conjuring universe. I'm not saying that all these other villains, all these other movies have had these very, uh, intricate or very complicated plots about what the villains are looking to do but it's more than we're evil and doing evil things so the first movie kind of didn't really work because Valak is scary for sure but there's nothing really that scary about just being evil at that point and it made it to where you honestly could have replaced Valak with literally any other demon that hadn't been featured in the Conjuring series at that point and it would have been even more effective because then it's like well we know that Demon Valak plays such a big role in a lot of these other films, but it's not really doing much here in this one at all. And I don't know, while I do love uh, Demon Bichet, who played Father Burke, I think that most would agree uh, it's obvious from the jump that serious uh, that Sister Irene was the clear lead character and having her in like this secondary position for the majority of the film didn't really help her character that much at all. So there were a lot of problems with the first Nun movie that really needed to be rectified. And writers uh, Akila Cooper, Ian Goldberg, and Richard Nying absolutely sought to right those big wrongs first by not only making Sister Irene the main character and our clear lead character this time around, but hammering that in by giving her a partner to work with and Sister Deborah, played by Storm Reed. Now, uh, Farmiga and Reed have fantastic chemistry in this film. Uh, and even though Reed doesn't get as many hero moments as Farmiga does in the film, which makes sense because it really is Thaisa Farmiga's film, um, it doesn't change the fact that the two of them are such a great pair that if the producers decided they wanted to go and make a whole new buddy exorcism franchise with these two, oh, I would absolutely be in for that these two were such a joy to watch together they bounce off each other extremely well and even the moments that are absolutely terrifying you know both characters weren't doing asinine things and the writers absolutely stepped up here making these characters stand out to be much better and at least in the case of sister irene much more important than she was in that first movie now the issues with the plot of that first film are very much fixed by scaling down the complex, uh, the complicity of it all and by giving Valak some clear motivation this time around. Again, there isn't anything wrong with a villain being evil for the sake of being evil, but this film is just under two hours. We need something to keep us hooked. There are far too many lulls in the first film. And the fact that they gave Valak this story that Valak is seeking this um, holy artifact actually gives it the push that it needs to keep our interest in it because we know actually there's kind of a time clock at this point of our characters our protagonists against valak like they have to track down this item for valak does or you know end of the world you know end of the church whatever the case is something bad is gonna happen the writers understood the assignment they have a brisk pace in this film and the entire film runs much more smoothly because of it michaela cooper no no disrespect to uh no disrespect respect at all to Ian Goldberg and Richard Nying, but Akila Cooper, who also wrote Megan and wrote Malignant, amongst other things here. This woman is amazing. Such a great writer here, and it's very clear that she might be the one you need to add to projects to obviously give it that nice little spice that it definitely needs.
Uh, Anna Popowell, who you might know from the Chronicles of Narnia, and Caitlin Rose Downey fill out the rest of the main cast as Kate and Sophie, a mother and daughter at the boarding school who have grown close to Frenchie and therefore have found themselves in Valak's path of terror. Now, while Downey really works as the audience's eyes throughout the film, and she's placed in several terrifying situations, uh, Papa Well isn't given really that much to do until the last 20 minutes of the film. And it's a shame because a lot of what makes this film franchise work is how good the story is with the characters who are caught in the middle of it. Like, we always get those characters who are responsible for taking care of Annabelle, or taking care of these various demons, or taking care of Alec, obviously, but... What about the characters that are being besieged by these evil forces? The ones that are actually the victims here. And it's pretty noticeable here that Anna Popowell's Kate seems to be the only teacher at this boarding school. Like I thought I was just like misseeing things. And yeah, there's like a mother superior for sure, but why are there no other nuns? Why are there no other teachers or anybody at this boarding school helping out? That seems just a little weird to me and it is incredibly noticeable. Now, in terms of scares, The Nun 2 definitely ups the amount of screams it's sure to get out of a lot of you. The Conjuring, more than any other franchise over the years, has really mastered the art of that one shot. You know the one I'm talking about, to where we're focusing on a character or an item in a very dimly lit room, and maybe they're standing there, maybe they're walking, they're looking around, and as like it starts to brighten very slightly, or we start peering across the room, suddenly we catch a glimpse of something evil, whether it's scurrying across or crawling, or it's a hand, or it's literally standing there and it's a silhouette you can see. Those are really effective scares to use in films, and The Conjuring franchise has really mastered that over the last decade. And The Nun 2 absolutely continues this proud tradition. There are numerous scares throughout the film where the camera is trained on the main actor in the scene, and if you know how this series works, you are definitely keeping your eyes peeled here for where the monsters are coming from. Director Michael Chavez, who has done two other films here in this franchise, Curse of La Llorona and uh, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, otherwise known as The Conjuring 3, he somehow manages to make the same gag equally as effective every time that it happens. So it just never feels like it's getting old at all. And I absolutely love that about this because it could get tired very quickly and it doesn't wear out its welcome at all. All. Now, that's not to say there aren't more effective scares in the film. There definitely are this time around, but these shots here are so delightfully good that uh, when you get a shock from seeing the demon that you're trying to find, it's almost like a happy shock because you know it's coming, and when you're able to point it out, you just get filled with so much joy. At least me and the guys I was with were very, very happy about that. Now, now, the Nun 2 is by no means a perfect film. I'm talking a lot of positives here right now. It doesn't hold the weight that the mainstream Conjuring films do, largely in part because it's really a prequel. And not only that, it's not even about, the, the prequel's not even focused on our protagonists because thus far, our protagonists here, with the exception of Frenchie, don't really have anything to do with the current events that are happening in this series. It's the villain instead who's our link. And that takes away a bit of the effectiveness of the film because the problem is, is that we know that whatever happens to Valak in The Nun or The Nun 2 or any of the other, other films doesn't change the fact that Valak comes back around in The Conjuring 2. So 
the film is good for sure, but it's still in an unfortunate position where it just can't be that effective because it does serve as a prequel. Again, it also doesn't make the best use of some of its extended cast. Again, Storm Reed and Anna Popowell could have been given just a little bit more to do here. And even though I love the pairing of Thaisa Farmiga and Storm Reed, just feel that she should have been given just a little bit more here to do in this film. That being said, this movie would actually be in the top half of the Conjuring Universe films without question. And I say that because there are some clear cut bad movies in this franchise. And this is not one of them. It is a night and day difference from the original Nun. So if you weren't digging the original Nun at all, this is the one I would definitely say you need to go and check out. And if you're wondering, do you really need to go watch the first movie to have a true understanding of this? It helps. But they give us enough flashbacks to where you're honestly fine without seeing the first film. You can just walk into this one and be good with that. With all that said, I'm going to go ahead and just let y'all know here right now that I do feel that James Wan, who's the mastermind of all of this, really needs to move on from Annabelle and from Valak. I like these characters. I like the way they've been presented in the films, but there's an expiration point on all these. We got to get the next monster coming out of this. And if you recall, there's always been these rumors coming out of like both Conjuring 1 and Conjuring 2 about all these other monsters that could be featured, such as the Crooked Man from the Conjuring 2. I hope that gets picked back up because I think we're at the point to where we need another shift. I don't know if a Nun 3 would really make all that much sense, even though there is a mid-credit scene in here that does lead into what will likely end up being the Conjuring 4. So, there's a lot here for fans of the series. It is a better movie than the original Nun. The Nun 2 is in theaters everywhere beginning September 7th. That's going to do it for us here, folks. I want to hear in the comments if you were fans of the original Nun movie. Tell me your thoughts on The Conjuring films. And also, I want to hear what you are watching for your Halloween seasons. Let me know that as well, too. Don't forget to hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And folks, I'll be back next week with an all new review for you and more Halloween streaming suggestions. My name is T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay scared. Hey everybody, I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode, movie review, game review, whatever it is now at this point. Don't forget, you wanna get subscribed to my official channel so you can stay up to date for when I'm dropping new episodes, reviews, news, whatever it is. The best way to do that is get subscribed to my link tree. That's gonna be linktr.ee slash tscarymovie. Again, linktr.ee slash tscarymovie. That'll keep you up to date with new videos, podcast links for the audio-only version, as well as my letterbox, where you can find written reviews. Get subscribed, and don't forget, keep watching scary movies, folks. Stay scared.